You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Six minutes after nine South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. Yes, it's the night of Yomul Jumwa. And yes, it's the 4th of Muharram, 1443. You know, somebody asked me earlier on, are you sure you're having Mufti Sap on your program, the discussion? Yes, I'm having him, our beloved Honorable Fadila Tulustad, who's standing in, of course, for our beloved Honorable Hazrat Malana Salim Karim. Tamad Barakat, whom Allah Ta'ala grant him a speedy recovery and most probably, inshallah, he will be discharged tomorrow, according to my beloved Ustad Hazrat Malana Salim Karim. Tamad Barakat, whom to the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba and the listeners of, of course, Sirius FM, there are listeners from Sirius FM who are listening to us this evening. 084 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. Uh, international Overseas Listeners, plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two and I'm requesting each and every listener to listen attentively tonight because the topic is misconceptions of Ashura. Are we doing correct? Are we doing wrong? Or is it Bida or not? Let's go to our beloved Honorable Fabila to start, who will be taking us through till 10 o'clock and guiding us of the misconceptions of Ashura. Ustad, welcome to the program this beautiful evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillah this is the first Friday of this year year 1443 and it is the fourth of Muharram tonight and tomorrow hence we should be reading abundant Durud Sharif salawat salutations upon Nabiul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aksiru minas salati alayya yawm al increase the salawat salutations Durud Sharif upon me on the night of Friday the day of Friday authentic hadith in Ibn Majah similarly that we should be reading Surah Kahf tonight, tomorrow. Man qara'a Surah Al-Kahf yawm al-Jumu'ah adha'alahu minan nur ma bain al-Jumu'atayn Whosoever recites Surah Kahf on the night of Friday, the day of Friday, all Allah Jalla Wala will bless that person with nur, radiance, effulgence from one Friday till the next Friday, authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai. May all Allah grant our respected Mawlana Salim Karim complete Shifa inshallah as Mawlana mentioned most probably tomorrow he'll be discharged and likewise all those people who are ill throughout the world all may Allah grant them a speedy recovery yes we must remember and we need to be honest one side is we the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah what is our belief what do we say on the other side is Ahlu Tashayyu the Shias and what propaganda 
Canada, they made, they are making, and will continue making. So we interacted with them in Pakistan, in Iran, in Iraq, in South Africa, various, various places and countries. So inshallah, tonight we will enlighten you, the esteemed listener of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Al-Sunnah Jamaa, so that we must draw a distinction between the haq and batil, between truth and falsehood. Mm. Ustad, let's begin the program. Uh, the word Ashura, Ustad. What's the actual meaning of Ashura, Ustad? Do you know in Arabic, Ashara, Tilka Asharatun Kamila means tent. So Ashura, the tent of Muharram, Tasu'a, the ninth of Muharram. And you will find these words clearly, clearly mentioned in the Hadith Kitabs as well. So therefore, from time immemorial, you know the Arabs were linguists par excellence and they were masters of prose and poetry. Hence, from those days, before Miladun Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam, remember they used to keep this fast before the honorable birth of the master alayhi sallallahu sallam. So much so if you study tarikh kiswatil bayt, if you study the history of the kiswa, what our people call the hilaf. In the olden days, the pre-Islamic days, the pagan days, they would change the hilaf, the kiswa, on the day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. It was considered as such a muqaddas and such a holy day. So on that holy day, then they would then change the kiswa and the hilaf of the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa. Like nowadays, they change it, remember, when the hujjaj are leaving Mina to Arafat. So on the ninth of Zulhijjah, normally it takes place that the kiswa ejadida, the new hilaf, is placed on the Kaaba Musharrafa. Mm. Somebody says you're from UK, Ustad. Listening to you this evening, please ask our beloved Honorable Mufti Sab, how is Ashura connected to the demise of Hazrat Hussein, radiallahu ta'ala anhu Ustad? We will discuss that in detail. Now this is already the first point of departure between us, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and the Shias who are Kufar, who are non-Muslim. And we must be clear on that issue, Shias are non-Muslim. So if a person passes away tonight, a person passes away tomorrow, what will we say? We will say all Maitya Allah, Jalla Wala, honored that person, elevated his or her rank, he or she passed away on a Jumu'ah Friday with Iman Islam, and that's a good, good sign. All Maitya Allah is elevating them. People pass away in Ramadan on a Friday, like Sheikh Abul Hassan, so how all Maitya Allah elevated him. So we say that regarding Ashura, it was was a Friday, it was the 61st year after the Hijrah, and remember there Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu an, the Ahlul Bayt and others, remember gave their lives, and I'll give you the details just now as we go on so it was to elevate his rank and status more and more, so that is the standpoint and the belief of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah the Shia Kufar they change and distort the whole thing 
thing. They say Muharram got no virtue on its own. The greatest virtue of Muharram is the Shahadat Hussein, radiallahu anhu arda took place. So Muharram became, when I debated with the Shia, when I was with CII, he made this very clear, you must remember. So we rejected it from Quran Sharif, from Sunnah Mubarakah. We say, no, you got the wrong end of the miswak and the wrong end of the stick. Quran Kareem states, chapter 9, Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 36, Inna idda tashuhuri indallahi na'ashara shahra fi kitabillahi yawma khalaqa samawati wal ard mina arbatun hurum The day Almighty Allah created this universe, the heavens, the earth, and everything, that day already Almighty Allah prescribed and ordained there'll be 12 lunar months. From these 12 lunar months, four are sacred months. Chapter 9, Surah 9, verse 36. Which are the four sacred months? Chapter 16, verse 44. We reveal to you, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this reminder, so that you explain to the people in detail what has been revealed for them, then they reflect, wonder, and ponder. So hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Salatun Mutawaliyat, the four sacred months, holy months, three are consecutive, Zul Qaada, Zul Hijjah, and Muharram, and the month of Rajab. So it shows Muharram was already important, a sacred month, one of the four holy months, the day Almighty Allah created the universe. Habibuna Sallallahu's authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim and remember in Tirmidhi of the Lusiyam Bada Ramadan, the best fast after the mandatory compulsory fast of Ramadan, Shahrullah is the month of Allah. The entire universe belongs to Almighty Allah, but Allah says Baytullah, Naqatullah. So you must remember Baytullah, the house of Allah, Makkah Mukarramah, to elevate its rank and status. We don't worship the Baytullah, we worship Almighty Allah. So similarly, Allah, the she camel of Allah, because it was not born the conventional way that the people of Sali alayhi salam said, in that mountain there, you tell your Allah must bring a she camel. So similarly, also Shahrullah al-Muharram, so it elevates the rank and status of it. So therefore, we disagree with the Shias, we say Almighty Allah elevated the rank of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu an by granting him martyrdom on Maidan at Ufuf. I've been there, alhamdulillah, in 2000 to Karbala and we saw where the Ma'rika, the battle all took place. So you must remember that that is what you need to understand, not distorted the other way around. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Well, let's go to the next question. Somebody wants to know what does the Hadith says about Ashura Ustad. Regarding Ashura, you will find basically there are many ahadis, but the theme, the message is the same. So three ahadis you will find. Number one is this, that Hada Yomun Azim, that this was a very, very auspicious day. Anjallahu fihi Musa wa qawma. All Allah rescued the Musa alayhi salam and his people. Wa gharraqa fir'awna wa qawma. The Pharaoh 
and his people drowned on that day and that was punishment for them that is for Pharaoh and his cronies and followers so Nabi Musa alayhi salam kept this fast and then the people kept the fast and so forth when Habibuna sallallahu alayhi arrived in Medina Munawwara first time they're interacting with Jews so they said yes we keep this fast Mustafa rahmatullil alameen sallallahu alayhi sallam said nahnu ahaqqu wa awla bi Musa we are more deserving of following Nabi Musa alayhi salam and we follow his true teachings not the fabrication and concoctions that you jutlas you Jews follow and additions omissions you made so therefore we're going to fast too fast khaliful yahud do contrary to the Jews somu attasia wal ashir so we fast on the 9th and 10th this year Wednesday Thursday next week this coming week or Thursday Friday or you fast all three days excellent it is and thereafter what is the virtue of it authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim yukaffiru sanat al the previous year's sins are forgiven one year's sins are forgiven so that is authentic so fasting excellent it is number two the women they love this how many questions we receive when must my hubby give me something when must my hubby give the money so remember Wednesday night you the husband you give your wife some extra money or food or what have you or you know chocolate or whatever your children and so forth the hadith is weak but acceptable in fadail man wassa'a ala iyalihi fi nafaqa yawma ashura wassa'a allahu sa'ira sanatihi the hadith in Mishka Sharif in Bayhaqi and Imam Razin also has mentioned it who increases the risk for his wife and children and family on the day on the night of Ashura so that will be Wednesday night Thursday this coming week then Almighty Allah will make your sustenance and risk easy for the whole year and your provision will be easy and Rawi they one of the people Sufyan bin Uyayna says some books got Sufyan Thawri is incorrect Sufyan bin Uyayna if you want reference of it go open Lataiful Ma'arif of Ibn Rajab Hanbali you will find it he says we tried this the year we spent on our wives children we were slightly a little bit lavish with them Allah made our risk and sustenance easy for the whole year and the year we didn't do it then it wasn't so easy for us so that is why we encourage that as well that's true and there's a hadith in Tirmidhi it is not time for celebration and so forth Taballahu fihi ala Almighty Allah accepted the toba repentance of a people Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam's people wa yatubu fihi ala qawmin akhirin Allah will accept the toba repentance of the latter generation so you O esteemed listener Murkaz Sahaba the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah Wednesday night is night to make Tawbah Thursday is day to make Tawbah and beg all Allah Jalla Wala for forgiveness not that we are now busy the whole day in the mall and in the shop and so forth say no I'm shopping for my family and so forth no that is not the meaning of the hadith hmm. I see the listener in Mozambique say so tell us Muftisab what is the sunnah gifts to give in this month of Muharram Ustad 
That's already one of the things I want to educate you about. You see, the businessman and the world, now wherever they find Islam, then they want to make the Islamic way there. They will say, that is that Muharram gift, Ashura gift. You've got nothing to do with Ashura. You must remember that the businessman, they introduced it, they made it, they concocted and fabricated it. Islam didn't say anything about gifts on Ashura. You want to give gift today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, whenever. So that is fine. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Taha daw tahabu. Give a gift to one another that will generate mutual love. For in when you give a gift, it removes the malice, the rancor, the hatred. So nowhere in Quran Sharif or Hadith you find about gift. What you will find is spend a little bit more on your wife, on your children, and so forth, your parents, or so forth. So that is what is meant. This gift story, the businessman brought it. You must remember that. So you know like how the Christians, they make Christmas and New Year, and they laughing all the way to the bank. So the Muslim people also, Quran said, bil You must believe in the unseen. They said, bil Let us promote Ashura gift, Muharram gift, so they can make more money out of it. So it's got nothing really to do with Ashura. That is just people made it up and introduced it. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. So the listener says, Ustad, what are the virtues then of Hazrat Sayyidina Hussein? Ustad, remember that all my Allah Jalla Wala in the Noble Quran teaches us full La As'alukum Alayhi Ajra. I ask you for no reward and recompense. Remember every Nabi said that to the people. As'alukum Alayhi Ajra. But Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said one more thing to teach me and you the Ummah Illal Mawaddata Fil Qurba But you must love my kids and kin. You must love my family and that is compulsory upon this ummah chapter 42 surah to surah and verse number 23 write it down chapter 42 surah 42 and verse number 23 so that all Matthew Allah Jalla made compulsory so Mustafa sallallahu made four daughters Sayyida Zainab radiallahu anha Sayyida Ruqiyya radiallahu anha Sayyida Umm Kulthum radiallahu anha Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha's nikah to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anha took place in the second year of the hijrah during the month of Ramadan. She was 15 years old and few months. And remember in a case like that what we find, we find that he, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, very happy. In the third year of the hijrah, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anha is born. In the fourth year of the hijrah, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhu is born. So hence when Nabi sallallahu demise takes place in the 11th year, then they are shipped to Rasulullah, the beloved Nawasa, the beloved grandsons of the Master salam, 8 years old and 7 years old respectively. Habibuna sallallahu love for them. Habibuna sallallahu used to carry one in the right hand and the other in the left hand and the Nana, that is Mustafa sallallahu the maternal grandfather would bring them close to him, kiss them, embrace them, and say, Hadith in Tirmidhi, Allahumma inni uhibbuhuma, 
Oh Allah, I love them. Hassanain, Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein. Fa'ahibbahuma. And you also love them, Ya Allah. Wa'ahibba may yuhibbuhuma. And love the people who love them, Ya Allah. So imagine. It's an integral part of our iman to love the peace Allah's family who are Muslim. Abu Lahab and them are family. But they're not Muslim and dispatched to Jahannam. So one day Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam rendering a khutbah, a sermon, and the two brothers are walking, and wa alayhi ma ahmaran yamshiyan, they had like red color kurta, they were very young and so forth, and they stumbled and fell. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam stopped the khutbah and went to pick them up and said, Swadak Allah, Allah jalla wala spoke the truth. I am a Nabi of Allah, but I saw my grandchildren falling and stumbling. So what I did, I went to fetch them. Allah says, Your wealth, your assets, your children, your grandchildren, they are a trial and a test for you. Imagine how much love the Master had for them. And then we see Hadith in Tirmidhi, which is authentic. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Hasan wal-Husayn, Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah, said the two brothers, they will be the leaders of the youth in Jannah. So manakibu home, that their virtues and merits, Allah to addu wala tuhsa. You can't even count it. I just mentioned few as example. Books are written on this. So we must remember open Mishka Sharif and that you will find so many ahadis on that. So the point I want to make most important, we must love all Allah Jalla wala. We must love Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi all the prophets and messengers. We must love the Ahlul Bayt, the family of Nabi alayhi salam, the honorable wives, the children, the grandchildren, the son-in-law, all of them are included. And we must remember all the Sahaba, every one of them. We must love them, defend them, their honor and dignity. And we must love the Allah and so forth. And we love and we follow the Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah according to the four schools of thought in jurisprudence. That in a nutshell is what the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah teaches and preaches. Ustad is a sister from Isipingo asking which Muslim group make a replica of Masjid al-Nabawi and throw it into the sea or river in India. And why do they do this if haram? Dua, Ustad. Remember that people today they want to make this a festival. They want to make this a celebration. When I went to Iraq, we went there to Maidan et Tufuf and Karbala and so forth. So these people are masters, the Shias, the Kufar, in acting and drama and so forth. They know our people are very gullible. So not far from there, they got like, you know, a drama center. I'm calling it drama center. So they will ask you which language you speak. So our people, English, if you want Urdu, they'll give you Urdu, Arabic, Arabic, because Iraq is Arab country, you know. And you want Persian, they'll have Persian, various languages and so forth. So they will take you into a room and then they'll switch off the lights and so forth. And thereafter, they will show you 
you like red and this is all camera tricks and all that and with the lights they play and the red blood is like dripping is dripping and that person there now he's a master in drama drama so actors they are so what they do they say see this is the blood of Imam Hussein alayhi salatu wasalam that's how she has used the term we don't use alayhi salam in that so we use that for ambiyali musalam we say radiyallahu and us and he starts crying and the people start crying and he'll tell you the story and after 10-15 minutes the lights will go on then there's one box they come with they say now give some money <laughs> <laughs> they, they whoop up the emotions of people you understood and that's what they do they will carry a janaza and tell you that this is the janaza of Ahlul Bayt they will carry Masjid Nabawi and throw it away and so Allah forbid all this is haram so why they do all these things here you must remember they say they reenacting what happened in Karbala what happened in Medina what happened in Makkah and so forth in Islam you must remember Sayyidina Umar radiallahu is a martyr Sayyidina Usman radiallahu is a martyr Sayyidina Ali radiallahu is a martyr we the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah believe Sayyidu Shuhada this title was given to Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu it is the third year of the Hijrah, the month is Shawwal, and there Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anh, Ammun Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam, the chacha, the kaka, the paternal uncle of Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam was martyred and murdered by Wahshi, who embraced Islam subsequently. But Nabi alayhi sallam gave that crown to him, Sayyidu Shuhada. The Shias rejected, and if you want reference of it, it's authentic hadith in Mustadrak Hakim. They say Sayyidu Shuhada is Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu So so many things we can never agree with them. So they only speak of Sayyidina Hussein. But what did Sayyidina Hussein say about the Shias? That is the thing you need to understand. We will explain that to you just now. I see there's a, a brother Malik Ustad uh, from Toronto. He says, uh, Muftisab, I did not know that you were coming on air this evening but now Alhamdulillah I'm listening to Muftisab. Please do tell me why do Muslims during this month they tear their clothes, scratch their faces, and step they, they step themselves from Toronto Ustad? Before I answer this, are we taking a break or are we carrying on? We're taking a break, inshallah, just now. Ustad. So, so take the break and then because it's a long answer, then mm. we'll carry on, inshallah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I see these beautiful questions coming in. So let's go for an interval, my beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with misconceptions of Ashura. Don't go away. Stay tuned. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, 25 minutes uh, to 10 o'clock. It's a beautiful evening, the beautiful night of uh, Jumu'ah. Let's go back to our beloved Honorable Fabila Tunustad. I see a listener, they do want the podcast. I see somebody from Heidelberg as well. Malana Rafat, please do send me the podcast. Ustad, let's go back to the question. If Ustad could perhaps, inshallah, tell the listeners, please, about the Karbala. What actually transpired in Karbala, Ustad? And who martyred 
Hazrat Sayyidina Hussein, and why they martyred him? We'll start over to you. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we reach there, we need to go through some history as well. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa demise took place in the 11th year of the Hijrah. In the 13th year, Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala whose demise took place, he already appointed Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala and as the Khalifa, we should know that as well. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu was stabbed and murdered by Fayruz Abu Lu'lu al-Majusi and this was in the ending of the 23rd year of the Hijrah last 3-4 days of Zul Hijjah and remember this Iranian government here who say the Muslim they have built a shrine and a mazar and a mausoleum for the murderer of Sayyidina Umar an, and they called it Baba Shujauddin which I went to when I went to Iran in 2013 in a city called Kashan so you should make note of that as well how much they hate Sayyidina Umar Allah forbid and the person who murdered him for him they built a shrine in Mazar and they say Shujauddin you're very brave you did very good that you murdered Sayyidina Umar Allah forbid Allah forbid on the first of Muharram the year 24 Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu warda becomes the Khalifa towards the end of the year 35 he's martyred Sayyidina Ali radiallahu Ta'ala who becomes the Khalifa and remember this turmoil in Medina Munawwara because people wanted now justice must prevail that who killed and murdered and martyred Sayyidina Usman radiallahu Sayyidina Ali radiallahu after some time moved the Khilafah to Kufa and to Iraq and so forth and was ruling the Ummah from there. It's Ramadan the year 40th year after the Hijrah he is martyred Sayyidina Ali Amirul Mu'mineen radiallahu his son takes over Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu ta'ala now from here you need to listen carefully now the hadith in Bukhari Sharif I told you just now when Habibuna sallallahu demise took place Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu was 8 years old and Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu 7 years old respectively so they were very very young one day hadith hadith in Bukhari Sharif Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was explaining, giving nasiha advice to the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, and his beloved Nawasa Sibtu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his grandson, was sitting on the pulpit, on the member in Masjid Nabawi. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa looked at the Sahaba, looks at his beloved grandson, and then said, Inna bnihada sayyidun. This grandson of mine is a leader. La Allah will use him to bring about reconciliation between two groups of Muslims. After six months or so, he resigns. Who? Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu is Khalifa. He leaves, you must remember, Kufa, Iraq, all, and goes to Damascus, hands over the mantle and the Khilafah to Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anhu. This is the year 41. Remember that. That year 41 in our Islamic terminology is called Amul Jama'a. The year of unity, reconciliation, one Khalifa, one Amirul Mu'minin, everybody that put their hands in his hand, all the men, Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, all the Sahaba, all of them, they all agree, Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu anhu is the Khalifa, is the Amirul Mu'minin and ruler and so forth. One virtue I give of Sayyidina Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu anhu, open Kitabul Jihad, the chapter on Jihad in Bukhari Sharif, Babu Kitalil Rum, that way 
you fight against the Romans and so forth. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Awwalu jayshin min ummati yaghzoon al-bahra faqad awjabu. The first army that will go with the naval vessel and they will fight and go to other places on the water. For them, Jannat is wajib. They definitely, inshallah, with the mercy of Allah, will go to Jannah and paradise. Who has this distinction? In time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anh, Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anh, said, give me permission. I want to go by boat, by ship, a naval vessel. He didn't give permission. He said, it's too dangerous. Time of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anh, he gave permission. This distinction today, whenever there's a Navy battalion and so forth, belonging to Muslims, and they're fighting the enemy, the reward goes to Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anh. <coughs> now you must understand so the stability everything in the ummah now yeah some people will be very shocked but you must remember we're giving you a reference we don't speak from our thumb it's the year 5050 some ulama said 49 after hijrah so he said in amir muawiyah radiallahu and sends an army and the army must go from Syria to turkey istanbul what we call and who is the amir and the commander in chief of that army is yazid his son. Remember the same hadith in Bukhari Sharif that remember which I quoted just now in Kitabul Jihad, Kitalul Rum. You will find this hadith in the, uh, uh, in the ending of the hadith. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Awwalu jayshin yaghzuna madinatil kustuntiniya maghfurullahum. The first army in my ummah to go and they will fight against kustuntiniya, Istanbul and so forth. So they will be forgiven. So who? Yazid is not Sahabi. So remember he was the Amir. And who was with him? Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anh, Sayyidah Hussein radiallahu anh, other senior, senior Sahaba. If you know anything of Asma'ul Rijal and you know the Ravis and reporters, he I went to the grave two, three times. So he, Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anh, falls ill there. He makes wasiyat and says Yazid must perform my janazah salat. And that's exactly what happened. So remember this letter. I didn't go open Bukhari Sharif's commentary, Fatul Bari, Umdatul Qari, and Qastalani, and all. You will find all this is mentioned. So till 50, there was no problem. Then you come to the year 56. So he, Amir Muawiyah, appointed Waliyul Ahad. And he said, after my demise, my son Yazid will become the ruler and so forth. So remember, people just kept quiet. They didn't say much at that time. Then the year 60, 22nd Rajab, he passes away. Who? Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anh. I went to his Kabar Mubarak as well. His buried day in Damascus, the Shia Kuffar, when they passed there, they spit and so forth. And therefore, they closed it up now and so forth. Anyway, so Yazid becomes the ruler. So, now the governors are in different, different places. So they tell the people, you must take now the Bay'ah. You know, nowadays you put a uh, tick and so forth, you voting. Those days you would put your hand in the hand of the Khalifa, the ruler, or his representative in different places. So in Medina Munawwara, they told the Sahaba and people were there, you must accept Yazid. So you must remember, three people said we were 
couldn't accept. One was Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu. He said, I'll think about it and so forth. That night he left Medina Munawwara, went to Mecca. And Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. These are senior, senior Sahaba. Much greater than Yazid. Yazid is not Sahabi, so we must be clear on that. So that they felt that this system here will introduce Mulukiya maybe and monarchy system and so forth. So he also went away to Mecca from Medina Munawwara. Abdullah bin Umar also said, no, this is not right and so forth. So some senior Sahaba had a lot of reservations and so forth. So anyway, all this happened. Now Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu ta'ala and who is in Mecca. Now we are speaking the 60th year, 6-0, that of after Hijrah. Now the season comes for Hajj. In the interim, the people of Iraq started sending so many letters to Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu, please come to Iraq, please come to Iraq, we will give you our support, we want you to be the Khalifa, Amirul Mu'minin, all that. So he was now seeing all these letters, but to make you know, further reinforcement, he sent his cousin Muslim in Aqil. You go and see. When he went there, the people were saying, where is Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu and so forth and so on. So all that happened. The ruler at that time was Nu'man bin Bashir, Sahabi. He saw all this, but he turned a blind eye. So then Yazid was informed, and then they changed, and then remember that Ibn Ziyad was brought and so forth. So all that happened. It was the eighth day of Zulhijjah, the year 60, we in Mecca. That's the day Hajj is starting. People are going to go to Mina from Mecca. Sayyidina Hussein says, now I made up my mind, istikhara, whatever you, and I'm leaving towards Iraq. I'm going that side there. The Sahaba, senior, senior Sahaba, who? Abdullah bin Abbas, Abdullah bin Umar, Abdullah bin Zubair, Abu Sayyid Khudri, they came, they cried, please don't go, O Sayyidina Hussein. These people, yeah, Ahlul Iraq, Ahlul Nifaq. The people of Iraq are Munafik, are hypocrites, majority of them. See what they did to your father, see what they did to your brother, and so forth and so on. But Takdir will have it, and Sayyidina Hussein said, No, I will go. His own brother, Muhammad bin Hanafiya, Muhammad bin Hanafiya, remember, is the half brother of Sayyidina Hussein, they shared the same father. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu is the father. Nevertheless, so he goes. And the next day, the day of Arafat, remember that Muslim bin Aqil is martyred there in Iraq. So he doesn't know, obviously it's not like our time now, that time communication takes days to come through. While going towards Iraq now from Mecca, he meets Farazdaq. Farazdaq is a famous shahir, a poet. And he asks him what's happening. He told him that, you know what? The people's hearts are with you, but their swords are on the other side. They will be a war, and all those people you think that they are supporters, they will stab you in the back, and they're looking at their own ulterior motive. So Sina Hussein realized already, I better return. But the children of Muslim bin Aqil said, no, we have to carry on now. They murdered our father and so forth. Nevertheless, they went, and long story, I'm just summarizing the whole. So when Hazrat Hussein, Sina Hussein radiallahu met them, and he now realized that there was huge deception, so he told them, take me three 
options. Either I go back from where I came, meaning I go back to Makkah, Medina, one, or I go to Haddin min Hudud, Saghurun min Asghur. I'll go to one of the borders and fight the enemies and so forth, or take me to Yazid. Me and Yazid will carry out the negotiations. If you open Bidaya wa Nihaya, then it's even this is mentioned, I'll put my hand, my Muhammad Mubarak, in his hand. So all that, remember, is written in some books and so forth. So these people said, no, 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 we won't allow all these things here. Now we come to the key question. It is for Thursday, the ninth, Tasu'a of Muharram. Imagine they also realize who is Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu. Maghrib time, Salat comes, they read Salat behind Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu. Isha time comes, they read Salat behind Sayyidina Hussein. They also realize that he was the greatest person alive at that time in the family of Nabi alayhi The others had passed away and so forth. He even told them, I'm the only one living in the bintu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam. Nevertheless, du'as were made, crying, dream of Nabi salam, all that happened. And then on the 10th of Muharram, Ashura, Friday, in Maidane Tufuf, and in Karbala is the place name. So now the battle starts. So remember, there were so few, 72 became martyrs, and those people were thousands. But who is going to martyr and murder Sayyidina Hussein? I want all of you. I hope that we can send this podcast out to the whole world. I mean, I have ye in front of me, and when I do, I will be in Durban, and always I take this page with me, just one page, and we make 100 copies, 50 copies, every masjid we go, we give it out to the ulama, so that they must realize who are the man Hussein, who martyred and murdered Sayyidina Hussein, radiallahu So who must we ask? We went to ask Sayyidina Hussein, radiallahu anhu himself. What do I mean by that? In the Shia books, not our books. If it's our books, you can tell me propaganda. Every reference I'm giving you now is from Shia books, from their books. When I went to Iran, some books they gave me. Some you go on the internet. Some we bought here and there. So pay attention now. This is a Shia book. This first quotation is by Sheikh Yumad Mufid, and the book's name is Irshad. So this is their text. قال الإمام حسين عليه السلام في دعائه على شيعته سيدنا حسين رضي الله تعالى عنه making bad dua cursing the Shias اللهم إن متعتهم الآحين يا الله if you give them life for a long time ففرقهم فرقا واجعلهم ترائك قددا ولا ترد الولاة عنهم أبدا make them into splinter splinter groups يا الله and never let the rulers be pleased with them. They told me and Ahlul Bayt, they're coming to help us. But what they did, that they made a ghadar, they were treacherous. Fakataluna, they're murdering us. Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu, prior to his martyrdom, cursed the Shia. Imagine this by Sheikh Mufid in the book Remember Irshad. So listen to what Muhammad Humadat Sayyid Muhsin al Amin writes. Bay al Hussein min al Iraq ishruna alfa. 
20,000 people told Sayyidina Hussein, we with you, they put the oath of allegiance on his hand, Muslim in Aqil's hand, and so forth. What they did after that, وَخَرَجُوا عَلَيْهِ And then they turned against him, and then they fought against him, وَبَيْعَتُهُ فِي عَنَاقِهِمْ They still had the bay'ah, they didn't break it. And فَقَتَلُوهُ And they murdered him. This is in Ayanu Shia, the prominent Shias. So therefore, the question is asked, that it becomes clear who are the martyrs of Sayyidina Hussein? إِنَّهُمْ شِيَتُهُ أَهَلُ kufa. So, so really, why do we blame the Sunnah, the Ahalu Sunnah, when we Shias murdered Sayyidina Hussein? This is all in the book here. So you must remember second one we gave you. One was Irshad of Sheikh Mufid, and one was Ayanu Shia by Sayyid Muhsin Alamin. Now, remember you hear the Edward playing on Merkaz Sahaba. If you want to go to the real depth of it, you need to go to the eyewitness. Who's an eyewitness? So the son, first is Sayyidina Ali, then is Sayyidina Hassan, then is Sayyidina Hussein, then is Hazrat Zainul Abidin. So for all of them, we say, radiallahu anhum. He, Zainul Abidin, is not Sahabi, is Tabi'i and so forth. But anyway, Taghliban, we say, majority of Sahaba, so radiallahu anhum. He was very, very ill, the son of Sayyidina Hussein, Zainul Abidin. He witnessed what happened. He saw the martyrdom of his father. Now the Ma'arika battle, everything finished. He addresses the Shias and he tells them, Do you know? You wrote letters to my father and now you deceived him. You are the ones that you told him you will fight with him. Then you fought against him and you withdrew your help. Now pay attention people. Who is addressing who? Hazrat Zainul Abidin, Rahimullah, is addressing the Kuffar Shias. He poses this question to them. Tomorrow on the day of justice, how will you face the Master and look at the Master in his Mubarak eyes? And he, Habibuna, Rahmatulil Alameen, will be telling you, قَاتَلْتُمْ itrati. You murdered my grandson in the Ahlul Bayt. وَانْتَهَقْتُمْ hurmati. You desecrated our exalted rank. فَلَسْتُمْ مِنْ ummati. You're not my ummah. You're out. You're kuffar. You're out of the fold. This is written in the Shia book Al-Ihtijaj. The author is Abu Mansur Ahmad Tabrasi. I have all these books here and all these cuttings here by me and so forth. And we give it out to anybody who knows Arabic. So I'm posing the question now, in South Africa, in other parts of the world, we got Molvies, we got scholars for dollars, we got this one, that one. I challenge them so many times, why don't you say that the Shias are Kuffar? They were not prepared to say that publicly, because the Shias and the agents of the Shias and sympathizers of the Shias are giving them money. So now, the 
their lips are sealed. They sold their soul to the shaitan. Challenge them publicly on their radios, on their TVs, all day they're appearing there. Why not they make a statement? All this uksa and whole happy lot. Ask them about it. They can't make. You must remember that. They are have sold the deen. Remember that. So this is who Sayyidina Hussein's son, Hazrat Zainul Abidin. Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu's mother is Fatima al-Kubra, the senior, the greatest Fatima. Fatima to Sayyida to Nisai Ahlil Jannah. So what is his daughter's name? Fatima Suhra. She's an eyewitness. So she also survived there. The women were there and they saw the younger Fatima. She, when the battle was finished, what did she say to the Kufar? She, Ya Ahl al-Kufa, Ya Ahl al-Ghadar wal-Makar, Oh, you treacherous people, Oh, you people of pretense, you called us here, and then you murder my father, and you take our wealth and everything. Today you kill my father, Kama qataltum jaddana bil-Ams. Yesterday, in the yesteryear, you killed my grandfather, my dada, my paternal grandfather, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an. And tabballakum Allah decimate and annihilate you. La'anatullahi alaykum. What did the kuffar Shia say? What did the kuffar? This is all their books. Wallahi, none of our books. This book is Ihtijaj by Abu Mansur Ahmad al-Tabrasi. That he says that the Shias read poetry. They said, Nahnu qatalna aliyan wa bani aliyan hindiyatin wa rimahi. Yes, we murdered Sayyidina Ali. Yes, we murdered Sayyidina Hussein, the son of Ali radiallahu anh. And how did we murder and murder them with the swords and the spears made in India. You ask me, my brother from Toronto, the question that who are those people who hit themselves and all that? So when it is 10th Muharram, they will take chains, they will take knives, they will hit themselves. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Laysa minna, they're not of us. Man darabal khudud, the people who hit, you must remember their faces and remember they tear their clothes and all these things here so all this is shaitan yet you know what is all this brother in Canada this is the baddua of, Nabi, of Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu that now they murdered Sayyidina Hussein and now they lament and they cry and they put up the drama and the show and all these things here because the curse of Allah is with them how Allah curses the Jutlas, the Jews till the day of Qiyamah and beyond. Shia Azam was founded by the Jew, Abdullah bin Sabah. If you know anything of Shia Azam, then remember in Rijalul Kashi their book is mentioned there. The father was a Jew of Shia Azam his name Abdullah bin Sabah. So they also remain cursed till the day of Qiyamah. So why did Sayyidina Hussein go? That's a big question. Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu's main aim I will give my life but I don't want
demand the system of Islam to change. Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu khalifa, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu khalifa, Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anhu khalifa, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu khalifa, Sayyidina Hassan, my brother radiallahu anhu khalifa, Sayyidina Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anhu khalifa. But by appointing Yazid, there was that fear that maybe the system might change. You must remember to Mulukiya, where a father will come and then son will come and son and son. So therefore he didn't want the change to come. And therefore you must remember that he said, I'd rather give my life, but I will not allow this. That is the lesson we must learn. Today we are the ones, we say we love Sayyidina Hussein, we love the Ahlul Bayt, but we trample on the Sunnah of the Master alayhi salatu salam, Habibuna sallallahu hadith in Tabarani, Allimu awladakum salata khisal, teach your children three things, hubba nabiyyikum to love Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu sallam wa hubba ahlil bayt and to love the family of Nabi alayhi salam, family of Nabi alayhi salam, the honorable wives, the honorable children, grandchildren, son-in-law, all are the family of Nabi alayhi salam and wa hubba tilawatil Quran and to love reading the noble Quran so that is the message we take of Karbala that is the message we take of Sayyidina Hussein one day here at Darum Zakaria I will conclude with this your love stories so we ate 500-600 ulama so they gave me two sessions one session I posed questions to the Shias and second session that the Shias posed questions to us the Ahlu Sunnah and our response so the Saturday Sunday when I came I didn't realize so somebody was following me so when I parked then they came Ya Hussein Ya Hussein Labbaik Ya Hussein so I kept on waiting again they came and they made Ya I said Ana Hussein Ya Sheikh Ana they were Lebanese said Ana Hussein I'm also Hussein so then they just looked at me and kept quiet and they went away so the next day when I spoke I mentioned that incident so remember we also Hussein remember that we love Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu an but we hate the propaganda of the kuffar Shias who are maloon hmm. and cursed when people curse in our Bakr in our Umar in Usman our mother Zat Aisha then definitely such people can never be Muslim in Tawdihul Masail the Kafir Khomeini writes you can, which I have here by me the book they gave me you can make muta prostitution for one hour it's 10 o'clock you give the lady 50 rand 50 dollars 50 rupees and then you can use her abuse her 11 o'clock she goes and you go is that Islam 100% prostitution so my message to you is O Muslim remain a pakka Muslim according to the Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah and tell the Shias openly your way and what you inviting people to is the way of kufr and disbelief Allah Jalla Wala protect us Allahu Akbar Subhanallah Subhanallah 10 o'clock spot on I see somebody says just today I had a good laugh dear Muftisab because someone told me to cook seven different foods for the big night Wednesday I said no we don't believe in that to start uh, it's all the Shia propaganda you must remember what they told you you forgot the main thing my brother let me edit you see <laughs> that they told you you must make a seven course meal and then the last course will be intercourse <laughs> <laughs> Ustaz, 
we're going to leave it there, inshallah. I see time is up. Unfortunately, we cannot ask the other questions. But there is one from Australia, Ustad, if you want me to ask quickly before we leave you, Ustad. Somebody is asking here, do we have to refrain from eating meat on the day of Ashura in order to mourn the death of Hazrat Hussein? Totally, totally incorrect. Remember that Nabi passed away. Do we do that? Mm. Sahaba passed away. Greater Sahaba, Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali, they are much greater than Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anh, in rank and status. Do we do all this? So all this must wear black clothes and cry and mm. all. All rejected. All this the Kuffar Shia do and we have no time for the Shias because they are Kuffar and they for us, the Jews, Sheikh islam Ibn Taymiyyah wrote in his fatawa and we agree and concur with him. He says the Shia ashaddu a'adaan min al-Yahud wa nasara For us, they are worse enemies compared to Jews and Christians because they're inside and they are our enemy. Those are outside. So therefore, you must know who your enemies are. Allah Jalla protect our Iman. Ustad, one more question before we leave this evening, Ustad. Uh, Mauritius wants to know what types of ibadat are you supposed to do during the month of Muharram, Ustad? Remember, the best ibadat is fasting and on the night of Ashura, you give some nice meal and remember, make tawbah and that is the most important things. Every day we have to make tawbah and more so on the night and the day of Ashura. Mm. Ustad, we leave it there, inshallah, tomorrow morning, Ustad, we will be seeing you again, inshallah, Ustad. Inshallah, Mawana Arafat, Brother Junaid will be here for o'clock, Brother Riyaz Hussein, and they'll start, I'll come in 5.25, inshallah, Aziz, and then we'll continue with the program. Barakallahu feek, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Two minutes after 10, South African time, we leave you and love you, we will be sending the podcast out, inshallah. From myself, our beloved senior Ustad and Brother Lakol and all of you out there, Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina, wa ahdina sa jami'a, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.